Lots of things to discuss from the LA Kings last two games this past Friday and Saturday. I'll tell you why I love what Phoenix Copley did against the Ducks. And despite two wins in two games, I'm still concerned about Jonathan Quick. That will give you the latest going on in the Pacific Division playoff race on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and describe and please like and describe. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. Uh, Last check, we were at 1,235 subscribers. Uh, If you're new to the YouTube channel, we have a goal of getting 100 new subscribers each month. And we've got a streak going now of like four or five months in a row of doing that. Uh, so if you want to help out with that, we would appreciate it. And I'm uh, pretty sure we're well on our way for getting another 100 for the month of January here in 2023. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. Yes, I I work in sports media, but I was a Kings fan before I got into this professionally, and I'll probably be a Kings fan after I get out of this professionally. So just want to let you know, yes, I have some credentials in sports broadcasting, but I am first and foremost an LA Kings fan. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. The Kings posted wins this past Friday and Saturday. First handling the Ducks in Anaheim 6-3 and then holding off the Coyotes for a 6-5 win in a shootout. We'll start with the Ducks win and LA's power play, which we'll talk more about later, uh, continues to be improving and a real asset and weapon for the Kings. Uh, They went 3-for-4 with the man advantage in that game against the Ducks. Uh, Victor Arvin scored one of his two goals on the power play. Andre Kopitar and Adrian Kempe also scoring with the man advantage as well. For Arvidsson, it was his uh, 15th and 16th goals of the season. Kopitar gets his 17th, and the red-hot Adrian Kempe gets his team-leading 28th goal of the season. He has uh, eight goals now in his last four games, or at least he had eight goals in his last four games at that point following the game in Anaheim on Friday. Uh, Victor Arvidsson and Blake Lazat also scoring at even strength, and Kevin Fiala added an empty net goal for his 19th of the season in a game that the Kings were pretty much the better team throughout against Anaheim. Uh, The other noteworthy thing to come out of the game against the Ducks, and we'll get more into this in a minute, was the ejection of goaltender Phoenix Copley and Jonathan Quick coming on in relief. Copley had stopped 16 of 17 shots before being forced out of the game. Jonathan Quick came on. He allowed two goals on 10 shots, but was credited with the win, snapping a career-worst eight-game losing skid. We'll talk more about Quickie in just a little bit. As for the Saturday game against Arizona, uh, it wasn't quite as wild as that 9-8 overtime loss back uh, in December against Seattle, but it was close. L.A. dominated the first period of this game, playing maybe their most impressive period of the entire season. They scored five goals in the opening period. Andre Kopitar, who's been very hot, gets his 18th of the season. The captain has racked up 10 points in his last five games. Blake Lazat gets his ninth of the year, one away from tying his career high for goals in a season he set last year. 
Defenseman Matt Roy has already set a new career high and then some for goals in a season. He gets his eighth in that opening period against the Coyotes. That's already doubling his previous career high. But after a marvelous opening period, the Kings were a different team in the second and the third. They showed no signs of the dominant team from the first period as the Coyotes chipped away at the lead before scoring twice in a 44-second span in the third period to unbelievably tie up the game at 5-5. Now, the Kings did get things going in overtime, although they did fail to score. They even had a power play opportunity uh, in the OT. But fortunately, the Kings got shootout goals from Gabe Velarde and Adrian Kempe, while the Coyotes failed to score on their two two shootout attempts, one of them a magnificent stick save from Jonathan Quick, and the Kings escape with a 6-5 win. All right, the bottom line is the Kings got four points that they needed, improving to 3-0 after the All-Star break. They're 7-1-1 and in their last nine. Style points be damned at this time, this time of the season. Uh, it's about getting results, wins, and points. Um, that first period, though, against the Coyotes, a great example of how good this team can be um, when firing on all cylinders. Although the next two periods... Kind of some of the stuff we saw and that we're concerned about earlier in the year with some defensive breakdowns. And then you never know how it is. I mean, these guys are human beings. You get a five-goal lead. You're absolutely dominating your competition. It's hard not to feel like the game's over. I mean, as a fan, I certainly felt that. But again, a reminder and and thankfully a reminder in a win for the Kings. It would have been a much tougher lesson to have learned had they ended up losing that game or even only gotten a point out of it. But at least the Kings do get the two points. Hopefully, lesson learned that uh, you've got to play three solid periods, not one unbelievably great period, and then think you're going to coast for the next two. Especially, you know, playoff hockey is all about the teams that can play the best three periods, night in and night out, or game in and game out. So again, hopefully the Kings learned a lesson, got a reminder, uh, but not in a most painful way. They were able to get the win and the two points. And that's the most important, again, especially at this time of the season when things are so tight in the Pacific Division standings, and we'll get more into that in just a little bit. Also, got to talk more about the two goaltenders for the LA Kings and what they did over this past weekend. Jonathan Quick getting two wins, but are we are we confident in Jonathan Quick right now and Phoenix Copley throwing down, or at least trying to, uh, in more ways than one in Anaheim? But first, I need to remind you that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day, and it's just one scoop in a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And they're going to make it easy over at Athletic Greens. They're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so we need to talk more about the uh, the Kings goaltending. And, and again, look. The Kings got four points, and that was the bottom line. And I guess we could say the same thing, in a sense, for Jonathan Quick, and that the greatest goaltender in franchise history got got the wins. And that's what's most important. Like I said, style points be damned when it comes to the team. Although I, I still am concerned about Jonathan Quick, despite 
what the stat line said as far as getting the two wins. Um, and actually, I don't even know why he got credit for the win against the Ducks. If you guys want to help me out with an email or the comments, I mean, look, I think I know a lot about hockey, but I'm never one that can't learn new things. I'm sure some of you were uh, learned something about a goaltender when he punches with his blocker. We'll talk about that in a second. But Jonathan Quick came on in relief of Phoenix Copley, basically played the third period in a couple of seconds. And the Kings led throughout. They never relinquished the lead. The game was never tied. Uh, they were never trailing. And I would have thought Phoenix Copley would have got credited for that win because the Kings took the lead when he was in net and they never gave it up anyway. Uh, that's just something that apparently I am uh, not up on or didn't know about. But anyway, so Quick gets the wins. But what's the confidence level in him despite those wins? I, I know every time the Coyotes or the Ducks got a quality look at the net, my heart was kind of in my throat waiting for something bad to happen. That's that's tough. And that's just the reality, unfortunately, of, of how John of the Quick has played for most of this season. Um, you know, it's safe to say that the team probably feels the same way that I feel and maybe the way you feel as well. I was talking with Kings fan Jim in Lakewood, who's become a text buddy with me to talk about the L.A. Kings, and he was giving his opinion about how he felt that the Kings just don't play the same way or as hard in front of Jonathan Quick as they do in front of Phoenix Copley. I heard I've heard this from other people as well on social media. And I heard this earlier in the season when it came to Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson. There were people that believed that the Kings didn't play as hard for Cal as they did for Quick. And I don't think that's the case. My opinion on this is that it's less about the effort that the team wants to give in front of a certain goalie. It's more about how that goalie makes them feel. Jonathan Quick right now, um, he's not not playing his best hockey to say the least. And I think that translates into the players in front of him. They're not confident in their goaltender. So they're not confident or aggressive in the way that they feel they can play. And, and the same is true for Phoenix Copley. They feel Phoenix is going to make the saves more often than not, right? If he sees it, he's going to stop it. Um, he's not flailing around in net. He's not getting out of position. He's going to be there, and and that translates to the rest of the team, I think. And I, I maybe it seems like the team's playing harder for one goalie or the other. I just think it's the confidence level that they have. I think, like I said, the way I feel about when Phoenix Copley is in net as opposed to Jonathan Quick, I think, is the way that the players feel. I think it's just kind of human nature. And when you are playing in front of a goaltender that you have concerns about, that you feel like, I can't make a mistake because if I do – it's probably going to end up in the back of the net, or at least for it's going to end up on a really good scoring chance. So I got to really, really focus on what I'm doing. And sometimes that's not the best way to play. Sometimes you want to be able to play more aggressively. You want to be able, if you're a defenseman, to know that I can, you know, go along the boards and try and hold the puck in. And if it gets by me, if it takes a bad hop and, you know, it's going to turn into a two-on-one, we still feel our goalie has our back. And again, I think the players, if you're going to talk about playing hard in front of a goalie, they love Jonathan Quick more than they do Phoenix Copley. I mean, just based on feelings of nostalgia, feelings of what the guys accomplished. You know, I know that there are some younger players who never played on the, the Stanley Cup winning teams, but I still think the respect he has in the locker room is definitely there. And they want to do well for Jonathan Quick, but it's just a, a situation where they just don't feel confident with him behind them so that's that's my take on the whole thing as far as 
do the Kings play harder uh, in front of Jonathan Quick or Phoenix Copley? I don't think it's about harder. I think it's about better because of the attitude that they're playing with, feeling, again, they can be more aggressive. They don't have to be almost flawless in what they do or else it's going to be trouble. So that's my take on it. And and after Jonathan Quick's two wins, which I'm happy with the results and hopeful that this can maybe get him to play a little bit better, I still have to say I don't feel that confident in what I saw on the ice from Jonathan Quick. There were still some rebounds that were allowed to be put into dangerous areas. There was that one goal that Arizona scored. I think it was their fourth goal um, there in the third period. And they were on the power play, and one of the Coyotes faked a shot and Quick dropped down to his knees, and then he made a pass over to a teammate who put it literally in a wide-open net. Um, and that's a that's a goaltender. And look, I've never played the position, but to me, that's a goaltender who's looking to cheat a little bit uh, and feels like he has to maybe a little bit cheat and because he's not confident in, in his maybe his reactions or what he's doing right now. And the result was, it was, like I said, an empty net goal. That, that really can't happen. You've got to at least contend the shooter. Um, you can't drop down on those fake shots like that. But... I do have to give credit where credit is due. Jonathan Quick made a classic quick save in the shootout on the first shooter where he literally dove to his right and threw out his stick in just a flailing attempt to keep the puck out of the net by any means necessary. And he absolutely did that with, you know, an amazing save. I mean, Phoenix Copley doesn't do that, to be honest with you. That's what Jonathan Quick can give you. Um, but he needs to make the routine saves more often than not. He needs to play his position more soundly, um, fundamentally more often than not. So he doesn't have to make those kinds of spectacular saves. But that was a, that was a wonderful example of some of the things we've seen from Jonathan Quick's career in that sometimes he can make a save that only a few goaltenders in the world can make, and he certainly did that. So it was some of the good, uh, some of the bad. But in the end, like I said, Jonathan Quick gets two wins. He breaks the losing skid, and hopefully this can help him to get some confidence going forward when he has to play in a back-to-back situation. So that was the, that was my take on John of the Quick. I'm still concerned. I love the results, but just the way he looks on the ice, it's, it is still concerning. As for the other Kings goalie, uh, wow. Uh, Phoenix Copley showing some fire and emotion that we had not seen out of him in his brief time as an L.A. King. Now, if you missed it, the Kings had a 3-1 lead in the final seconds in Anaheim against the Ducks there in the second period. Um, there was a scrum that broke out in front of the net after Phoenix Copley made a save. And Anaheim's Frank Bertrano came over and sucker punched Copley in the side of the head. Uh, and that set off the Kings netminder. Now, I, I, some of you might think, he's got a mask on. What's the big deal? I'm sure that didn't hurt. Well, look, I play beer league hockey, and again, I always put, point this out. I'm not comparing much of anything I do on the ice to compare what players do in the NHL, but I've been punched in the face with a gloved hand, and I, I've got a full cage on. Uh, and it, first, number one, it still isn't fun. Uh, it may not hurt, but it's still certainly disrespectful, and it pisses you off. And, uh, you know, goaltenders uh, don't get punched in the face very often. Maybe players do in a scrum, that kind of thing. You might get used to it a little bit. But uh, that's certainly a, a dirty play. It's certainly a disrespectful play by Frank Petrano. And Phoenix Copley responded somewhat appropriately. Now, if you didn't know the rule, and I had to be reminded of it as well, you can't punch a, a skater with your blocker, right? Uh, the goaltender obviously has on his hands, he's got a catching hand, and he's got a blocker. 
and the blockers, you know, it's it, you basically you put your hand in a glove and it's like kind of like a mini padded shield, if you will, which you hold your stick with. And you can't punch a player with that because that is deemed a dangerous situation. It's an automatic ejection uh, for a match penalty. And that's what happened to Phoenix Copley. Now he threw a couple of punches with his blocker and then he probably remembered, oh crap, I can't do this. Hopefully they didn't see it. And he, he slung his, uh, his glove and his blocker off and proceeded to continue to throw some punches there. Um, but yeah, that's something you don't want to do. Now, Ducks goalie John Gibson skated to the Kings blue line, was slamming his stick on the ice to try and tell Phoenix Copley, hey man, if you want to fight, let's go. Now, Phoenix Copley was more than ready to oblige. Uh, and I saw the Ducks social media uh, made fools of themselves by saying something about Phoenix Copley didn't want this smoke or something like that. I'm like, what are you talking about? He was ready to go after John Gibson when the referees prevented him from doing so. And um, I got to, I got to be honest. I would have loved to have seen how that all went down. Now, I don't know if John Gibson can fight. I don't know if Phoenix Copley can fight. We haven't had a goalie fight though in a while and they are quite the spectacle. And I will say this, um, you know, maybe John, Gib uh, John Gibson knows how to defend himself, but Phoenix Copley, if you just want to judge by anger, uh, he was pissed and he was ready to take on anybody. Uh, so I, I will say I love the fire from Phoenix Copley uh, showing opponents that you're not going to sucker punch me and get away with it. Uh, so I did like the fire. And frankly, I've talked about this for a while. The Kings Ducks rivalry is pretty stale on the ice. Now, there is definitely a rivalry amongst the fans and it's real. And I know how much it pisses off the Ducks fans when the Kings fans go down there and do the uh, the pawn takeover, which you heard the Go Kings Go chance if you were watching that game. Uh, and there were lots of Kings fans in the lower bowl celebrating the goals for L.A., so on and so forth. I know that is not something the Ducks fans are very happy about. So there is a rivalry between the fans. But for the most part, it doesn't translate on the ice into, you know, uh, bad blood. Hopefully, this can change things a little bit, frankly, because when you have a rivalry, you want there to be some bad blood. You want there to be some extra, you know, venom. Certainly when Corey Perry was around, it was easy to, to see that kind of thing because he was such a, uh, an S disturber. Um, but I, I, I did love to see the rivalry get stoked a little bit. And, and again, hopefully that's something we can see going forward with the freeway faceoff because usually it's, there's not, there's just not a lot of, uh, of heat between those two teams. The only concern I have is this with what Phoenix Copley did. I guarantee you that video made it around the, the NHL. Guys probably saw it on social media. And when the Kings get into the playoffs, I guarantee you that, that, that nugget will be in the minds of some of those players who like to go to the net, who like to bump the goaltender, and to see if they can get Phoenix Copley off his game. Now, that said, bumping a goalie, getting in his crease, making things difficult for him, everybody wants to do that. Um, but maybe they give him a little extra push, a little shove, a little shoulder, something like that, to see if they can set him off. And as much as I thought what Frank Vetrano did of the Ducks was certainly cheap and uh, not very respectable, he accomplished what he wanted to. He got Phoenix Copley so much off his game, he got ejected. So uh, hopefully Phoenix Copley can keep that intensity, can keep that fire, but also realize that you know when playoffs come around, you're going to get jostled, you're going to get bumped, you got to keep your composure because you got to stay in the net uh, for the LA Kings. And we're going to update you on what has been happening over the past three days in the Pacific Division. That playoff race continues to be so tight. Uh, and we'll tell you what to look forward to as well coming up this week. But first, I need to remind you that today's episode of Lockdown LA Kings is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. It is the midway point of the NBA season. 
And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to the, the totals of what points, uh, what players will score, uh, three-pointers made, all that kind of stuff. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-day parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. As we do each Monday, it is time to check in on the Pacific Division standings for the start of a new week, and the race remains as tight as ever. Right now, your first place team is the Vegas Golden Knights, record of 34-18-4 for 72 points. They remain in first place from last Monday. Uh, they went 2-0 this past week with wins over the Sharks and Lightning, and with number one goaltender Logan Thompson out injured, Aiden Hill has stepped in and gone 2-0 over the past two weeks, so the backup goalie getting it done in Vegas this week for the Golden Knights, they'll play Tuesday in Chicago, host Calgary on Thursday, and then host Dallas on Saturday. Your LA Kings are in second place in the Pacific by one point behind the Vegas Golden Knights at one point up on the Seattle Kraken. Kings 32, 18, and 7 for 71 points. They moved from a week ago. They were in fourth back into second place by going 3-0 over the past week, beating Buffalo 5-2 on Monday knocking off the Ducks in Anaheim Friday 6-3 and then holding off the Coyotes for that 6-5 shootout win on Saturday. This week, the Kings start a five-game road trip. It begins tomorrow, Tuesday in Minnesota, continues Thursday in New Jersey against a really good Devils team, and then next night they'll play again in New York against the Islanders. So we'll see Jonathan Quick, Phoenix Copley uh, in one of those two games back-to-back coming up on Thursday and Friday. As for the third place team, it's the Seattle Kraken, 32-18 and 6 for 70 points. They dropped from second to third from a week ago on Monday. They went 2-0-1 this past week. They lost to Winnipeg in a shootout, beat Philadelphia and Detroit at home. Coming up this week for Seattle, they are playing tonight in San Jose and then Thursday at home against the Boston Bruins. The Edmonton Oilers are in fourth place right now, the number one wildcard team in the West. They check in with a record of 30, 19, and 8 for 68 points. So again, you look at the, the top four teams, Vegas 72, LA 71, Seattle 70, and Edmonton 68 points. And they dropped from third to fourth from last Monday. They went 0-0-3. Uh, they lost to Detroit in a shootout. Uh, they lost to the Rangers in a shootout in that one. They blew a lead in that one, as they did last night in Colorado, losing in a shootout. So three straight shootout losses. For the Oilers, they had a 3-0 lead against the Rangers. Then they allowed three goals in the third period against Colorado to end up going to uh, overtime in a shootout. So the Oilers uh, not having a good time holding on to leads of late, which is good for the Kings. Uh, Edmonton, again, your number one wildcard team at the moment. Uh, this week, coming up for the Oilers, uh, they are playing at home Tuesday against the Flyers, Thursday in Pittsburgh, and then Saturday at Columbus. None of the top four teams that are looking for playoff spots right now in the Pacific Division may have made any kind of moves yet with the upcoming trade deadline. That's 11 days away as we record this show on March the 3rd. So who will be the first of those four teams to make any kind of a move to help themselves with the uh, trade deadline coming up? I do want to quickly mention Calgary is kind of hanging around. 
They're in fifth in the Pacific, 26, 19, and 11 for 60 points. They're still in fifth place where they were from last Monday. One, one, and one was their record for the second week in a row. They lost in overtime at Ottawa, lost at Detroit, and then won at home against the Rangers. Calgary currently two points behind Minnesota for that last wildcard spot in the West. Coming up for the Flames this week, tonight they host the Flyers. Wednesday, they're at Arizona. Thursday, at Vegas. And Saturday, at Colorado. So a busy week for the Calgary Flames. As for the bottom three teams in the Pacific, who are all definitely sellers coming up with the trade deadline, uh, Vancouver's in sixth place with 48 points. San Jose, seventh place, 45 points. Timo Meyer now looked at as the biggest trade piece out there available as any for any forwards who uh, is with the San Jose Sharks. So they're looking to make a big move there. And then the Ducks in eighth place with 40 points. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we're going to preview the Kings game uh, in Minnesota against the Wild. Again, the start of a five-game road trip for the Kings. Looking ahead this week, we're going to have a Feedback Thursday show coming up, obviously, on Thursday because we're going to be recapping uh, the New Jersey game on Friday. So Feedback Thursday this week. We'll read your questions and comments about anything and everything going on with the LA Kings, including um, anything we've talked about on today's show that has that you have an opinion on, you can also always post your thoughts if you're watching on YouTube in the comment section below. The email address is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E. You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings, and we are also on Instagram at LockedOnLAKings. Thank you for making LockedOnLAKings your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL Draft Plus. NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team that is locked on NHL prospects available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I am Eddie Garcia. Thank you so much for listening and watching Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day, and as always, go Kings go.